Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamic. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. What's the show today about? Biden mandates, polls with Chuck Todd, Michael Moore, Schaefer slams evangelicals, and Porter V. Manchin, AVQ says, Egberto, looking forward to that interview you had lined up. Actually, I did the interview today with the one and only Yvette Simpson, CEO of Democracy for America, but I won't have that until Monday when I process it and clean it up and all that good stuff. So we'll have that on Monday. And guess who I interview on Monday? On Monday, I also interview uh, Tom Hartman. So Tom Hartman will be interviewed on Monday. We'll probably pay that on Tuesday or Wednesday because he has a new book on healthcare. Actually, it's called The American Healthcare. It, uh, it's, a, it's a great thing and it shows how uh, things like uh, the Medicare Advantage is really a fraud. Nobody, nobody, nobody at all should be, in my humble opinion, on Medicaid, Medicare Advantage because as far as I'm concerned, it is nothing more than a way to rip off taxpayer dollars. It's a scam, and he's going to go through all of that kind of stuff as well that we're going to talk about. Uh, like him, I do. Hartman, yes, you do. That's my buddy. He's a good guy. Maywood says, hello from Long Beach. Bridge, welcome to... Welcome, 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 Bridge MCP, leader of the PDR Posse. Paul Fleming, ATL, checking in from... Atlanta, Georgia. Rose Williams. Hi, everyone, says Rose. Uh, let's see. And I, well, we'll wait for the others to come in. But anyway, folks, anyway, folks, anyway, folks, anyway, folks, let's go ahead and get busy. I have a good one here that I was supposed to play for you last night. Yes, right. Last evening with uh, Katie Porter. And the reason I want to play this is, you know Joe Manchin, right? Joe Manchin is this guy who... He thinks he wants to uh, He wants to put... Well, let's play her. Then I'm going to look for that tweet that I saw with Joe Manchin. And then we'll get busy. So listen to her and then we'll take it on the other side. One of the reasons I love Representative Katie Porter from California. She's not only a firebrand progressive, but she's one who always has the numbers by her side. She always knows how to frame the issues so that one can't just go ahead and pull pull smokes, smoke and mirrors to try to electorate. Check this out and then uh, we'll go ahead and take it on the other side because she really did what she needed to do in this interview with Stephanie Rule. We saw such a small percentage of women make their way back to the workforce because they don't have childcare. So why not make this a standalone bill? It has so much support. Why lump it in with everything else? I'm going to be honest. I have no earthly idea where this standalone bill is coming from. Chris Cuomo asked me about it last night. I have no idea who's given you this crazy talking point. Let me be clear to the American people. Women and parents and childcare aren't some special need. They are a building block of our budget and of our economy. Why not push to get this made its own bill because that other stuff might fall by the wayside. You might not get enough Democrats. If you think Joe Manchin is the only Democrat who's not down with three and a half there's a lot more centrist Democrats that are just letting Joe be the human shield, but they're not going to vote for three and a half trillion. OK, let me take this in two separate pieces. The first piece is why should child care be part of this bill? And I've partially addressed this, but let me just make a practical point to you, Stephanie. If we had the men who have run this country for hundreds of years, the wealthy, 
men mm -hmm. whose wives and others have taken care of child care, so convinced that it was important, we would have done something about child care 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago when other countries did it. People tweet, my colleagues tweet, oh, women's payday, women are falling behind, oh, glass ceiling. <laughs> Guess what? Child care is the solution. It's a crisis in pro economic productivity in this country, and it's one we have to solve as part of building back better. Now, with regard to Senator Manchin and others who want to talk about the price tag for this, if something costs A, then you have two options. You can negotiate down from A, or you can find the money. We have revenue options on the table. There are a huge number of corporations that pay zero taxes. And by making savvy revenue choices, for example, using a real corporate profit approach to dealing with those corporations that pay zero, we could generate 700 billion. If we use the corporate minimum tax approach, we're gonna generate 40 billion. Right there, Senator Manchin, right there, anyone who's worried about spending, we can generate the revenue so that this isn't about 3.5 trillion in spending. It's not even now about 3.5 trillion in spending because we're gonna generate the revenue to pay for these things. I have the will to do it. The question is, does Senator Manchin, or is he more concerned about his corporate donors, including large corporations, the oil and gas industry, the big pharmaceutical industry, and others who are getting away with paying nothing under our current tax system? All right, well, how about tax enforcement? It was dropped from the bipartisan bill, but the Treasury Department just said that the top 1% are evading, I'm not talking about adding new laws, evading $163 billion every year. Shouldn't tax enforcement put refunding, putting more money into the IRS to enforce the existing tax laws, wouldn't that be a great part of this budget? Heck yes, Stephanie, but look who took that out. The very same people who are complaining that we can't afford to make investments in regular American families are the same ones who are trying to shield the tax cheats of this country. So they can't have it both ways. Absolutely, we should fully fund the IRS enforcement. Every American should pay their fair share, whether you're a huge corporation or a you know entry-level worker. I and the other people who are pushing to invest in American families, including through things like childcare, are the very same people pushing to fully fund the IRS. I'd like to see Senator Joe Manchin come out in favor of fully funding the IRS, in favor of having a fair global corporate tax system. And once we've raised that revenue, then I'm willing to talk to him about what we need to do to create a budget bill that meets his goal and his definition of being fiscally responsible. I think it's dead on, fiscally irresponsible for Senator Manchin to refuse to raise revenue and at the same time, out of the other side of his mouth, maybe the side of his mouth that he uses to talk to his corporate donors, complain that we can't pay for the things that American families desperately need. That was so good. She knocked at the hypocrisy of Joe Manchin. Now, look, there are going to be some Democrats that say, hey, tread water, uh, go lightly on, on Manchin, which th there's, some, there's, some, there's some reason not to hit him too hard. But, you know... Uh, the reality is the rest of his constituents need to see the hypocrisy because he's from a poor state and that poor state needs that $3.5 trillion 
uh, infrastructure, human infrastructure bill to go through. They need that. So she needs to be a plain speaker like she was on that interview to make things right. Now, the other, or, uh, there's another talking point that I think progressives and other people who want action need to use. Those rich people who are evading taxes, those rich people who are cheating on their taxes, they are slowing down the economy because that money... If it's taken, if it if it's taken out of their coffers, money that they owe, and placed into the economy, what that means is that we would get the circulation of money that they otherwise would not have circulated, investing overseas, investing in other kinds of stuff to make them make money on money, as opposed to those of us who have earned that money to make money on work. It would have it would revitalize the economy from the tax cheats. The cheaters are one of the folks that are slowing down the economy. So we need to make it an economic argument that these fraudsters are actually causing the economy to slow. It's an economic certainty. It's an economic reality. It's economics 101 that many people may not know. But we need, just like she was plain spoken there, it needs to be placed into the ethos. Great job, Katie Porter. Exactly. Great job, Katie Porter. Great job, Katie Porter. Anyhow, folks, um, I want to show you, however, uh, he got caught, though. Uh, Mehdi Hassan got him caught. I want to show you this now, and then we'll take it on the other side. Because, you know, he acted like, oh, uh, it is so special. That's just too much money, etc. Check this out. According to Axios, Manchin is privately telling the White House he might only back as little as $1 trillion in spending. Manchin will tell whoever's listening that he's worried about debt and deficits. But hey, Joe Manchin, this you? Most important thing, doing in big infrastructure. Spend two, three, four trillion dollars over a ten-year period on infrastructure. You want to put everybody back to work? There's a lot, of, a lot of people that lost their jobs. That those jobs aren't coming back. They need a place to work to make a living. Every state can start infrastructure programs. You hear that? You hear that? That is what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. The hypocrite. This needs to be plastered all over, folks. Don't forget to share this. Tweet it out. Don't forget to share it. YouTube, everywhere. Manchin already said he would support $4 trillion over 10 years. He said it out of his mouth. So let's remember that. Welcome aboard, mi hermano de Panama, Roberto Luis. How are you doing, hermano? ¿Qué me cuentas? Hace tiempo que no te he oído. Welcome aboard, hermano. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Además de aquí, we have recently come in, Nanette. Bird Smith says, IRS, let up. If you owe a, a minuscule amount of money, they attack you. I know, I've been audited twice. So it's amazing. Imaginate eso. Uh, Carl Cox, welcome aboard. Evangelicals, fundamentalists worship a God of greed and hate, not a God of love and compassion. Oh, how I agree. How I agree. Uh, let's see, AVQ says, Tom Hartman is a favorite, all right. Absolutely so. Bridge MCP, what it's what it to try and get Medicare privatized? Eso es la magica. That's the magic that they want. They want to privatize uh, Medicare, so they call it Medicare Advantage. And you know what they do? They, they, they fool you. If you're on Medicare Advantage, 
It looks cheap. Oh, wow, I don't have to pay a copay. Oh, wow, I can actually just pay this amount and I don't have that 20% uh, piece that I'm responsible for. By the way, they're charging the government that. So the government pays more for Medicare Advantage than they do pay for Medicare, the real thing. They pay more for Medicare Advantage. And that extra money doesn't go into your care. It goes into the pockets of the owners of the insurance company. But here's the kicker. You have to go to their doctors. You have to go to use their medicines. You have to use everything from them. So there are many anecdotal stories that you'll find of people needing to get a particular kind of cancer treatment, make appointments, and find out, oh, we don't cover Medicare Advantage. We only cover Medicare. Folks, it's a scam to make people money. And, you know, it's it's what we talk about all of the times. You cannot have people making a whole bunch of money off of your premiums, meaning what even the government premium that's paying premiums, and another plan that pays no no shareholder value, no advertising, no anything, that other product cannot be less expensive. It's a mathematical fallacy. They have to get the profits from somewhere, and that is from denying you service and stealing from the government. That's the only way Medicare Advantage can make profits for their shareholders. Denying you service and stealing money from the government. And guess how they make their money? That is how they do it. Medicare Advantage is a ripoff. Medicare Advantage, in the long run, by the time people find out that it's not the best option for them, guess what happens? They realize that they cannot change from Medicare Advantage to standard Medicare until the next sign-up sequence. So if, if at the beginning of the year or whenever that sign-up, before you have eight more months to go and you find out you have something that your Medicare Advantage doesn't cover, you're in deep caca. Forget it. As uh, one of our congressmen used to say, you'll just have to die. It's amazing. People don't know a lot of these things because it's not really made available. And the way, if you watch TV and you watch those Medicare Advantage, it looks like it's the best thing since apple pie. And for most people in it, while they don't need service, it's great because it's cheap. But when they do need service, that's when they suck it to them. But guess what? In your old age... That's when you will likely need service the least when you least suspect. All right, let's see. Carl Cox, if I, I got read that already. AVQ Republicans stand against the needs of the people, but so do establishment Democrats. <laughs> to the point that our government doesn't do by the people. We need more primary challenges. Amen, amen, amen. And that is what we are going to do. We talk about uh, similar things like that with Yvette Simpson, at uh, the CEO of uh, Democracy for America. AVQ says, used to be that corporations and their wealthy owners paid the bulk of tax burden, which they should, based on what they cost society. Since Reagan, that's been shifted onto the middle class and the poor. True. All only true, says Maywood. Bridge MCP, perfect. Bridge MCP says Harvard University will stop investing in fossil fuel. I read that this morning. And Nanette Birdsmith says IRS doesn't let you up if you owe a minuscule amount. True. Paul Fleming says our nation is very ignorant. There's no other way to say it on most matters that would strengthen our nation. And that's why. But here's the deal, Paul Fleming, my brother. We have to. We have to be our brother's keeper. I want, I want to get this in all of our cranios right now. I want to get this in our head. 
Um, I was speaking to somebody. When was I? Who was I speaking to? Oh, I was speaking to uh, the, the interview that I had today. And we were talking about privilege. And I'm not talking about white privilege. I'm talking about privilege in general. Everybody has some sort of privilege. Unless you're like super poor and downtrodden. And we were talking about we have to get out of that modal where if something is happening to somebody else, where we are privileged on that issue. We kind of, yeah, we want to fight and help, but we don't lean into it. We have to become a lot more empathetic to everything in this society. Because it's that divide and conquer that our, our economic system depends on to screw us, right? So we have the racial differences. We have the sexism differences. We have the, uh, the, 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 the gender differences. All these permutations of differences we fight about and, and all, have all these issues about while they all make money off of all our differences, they make money off of us arguing among each other, they make money off of... We have to be empathetic to the totality of our humanity and our, the humanity of our brothers and sisters. We spoke about that as well with, uh, with, with, with um, Yvette Simpson, which is a, it was a good part of the conversation as well. We have to. We have to think. So, Paul, what I'm saying, the reason I, I brought that up to your statement, Paul, is because... It's not enough for us to come to the PDR Posse and listen to the program and it's all good. We, we, we're fed, we feed each other with good vibes about what needs to be done and what's going wrong. We have to actively inform our brothers and sisters. We have to share this stuff. Not only my stuff, but other people's stuff that are telling the truth and that are trying to educate. You know, Roland Martin, I was just going through my, my Instagram feed and he was talking about people. He says people talk about wanting to help and wanting to do all this stuff. And this, the most simple thing that can be done for progressive rags like ours, progressive news programs, progressive blogs, progressive articles, the simple thing that you can do is to retweet it and ask others to do the same. To send it off in your emails. Send the link in an email. Do, these are the simple things we can do so that progressively, we all educate each other because the system, our TV screen and all these things are not going to do that job. They're not going to do the educating for us. We, because it's not in their interest that we become educated because, Paul, they depend on what you just said. They depend on us being ignorant, and I'm going to change your words. Our nation depends on us being ignorant there, because there is no way we can strengthen the nation if we remain so. And they don't want us to strengthen the nation, else they will have to share the spoils equitably. Rose Williams says, They want anyone who robs you $20 to go to jail for years, but they steal millions. No jail time for them. True. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, when was that said? I'm not know what we're talking about. Tom C. says, here to watch, listen, learn, and maybe throw in my two cents. Already supporting PDR with many more cents each month. Tom C. is wonderful. Tom C. has not only supported the PDR Posse. Tom C. also has donated several books to our PDR Posse. Some of you have written and gotten books that was paid for by Tom C. So, Tom, we appreciate you. Thank you so kindly. 
Uh, let's see, gay bottom simp one two three four six seven. Hey, what are we doing? We're we're learning together. We're learning. Eric says, guess there might be more unemployment on this mandate stuff. This is not a partisan issue, as there are eighty million people right, and out of those, we have all demographics being affected. Could this be affecting? No, because you know, I mean, you'll see what Chuck Todd had to say. We are start- we are starting to get tired of the unvaccinated. We're tired of coddling the unvaccinated. We're tired of seeing uh, emergency rooms that are filled to the T, filled up. And when you poll every person that's in that emergency room, they're unvaccinated, they're on ventilators, oxygen. The average cost of an unvaccinated person in a hospital is $17,000 if they're not on a ventilator, if they're on a ventilator, even more. We're tired of it. So don't tell me, oh, you think because he issues mandate it's going to cost him. No, no. I think the 75% of eligible people who, to, are, 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 who are taking the vaccine versus the 25% of the people that decide they want to be killers, uh, I, I don't, I, I would, the, the, the ones that want to be killers aren't voting our way anyway because there's something wrong in their minds. I, I love you, whoever still is here unvaccinated, but if you can see those things, and still remain unvaccinated. Look, it is okay to look for black folks. It's okay to remember the Tuskegee uh, experiment. Uh, Taylor, uh, one of our wonderful people here, Taylor. Uh, I forgot her first name right now. She came and she said, "You know what I did? I was hesitant about the vaccine. I just went to get vaccinated, where all the white people were getting vaccinated." Okay, that was her way to alleviate her concern about what this medical system has always done to people of color. So she found a way to get around her concern. But she knew that given that the the, the emergency room is filled up with people who are dying and those who are dying are unvaccinated, she did the right thing. So I I have no concern that a mandate is going to somehow make uh, El Señor Biden less popular because he's doing what is correct, because he's doing what is right. Uh, E2247 Medicare Advantage of Fraud, correct? Bridge MCP, while unemployment, just fire them. I agree. It's about that time. You fire them because they're, they're putting your, most of your employees at risk. Fire them. Uh, Medicare for all means no more worries about your health insurance, denying coverage, no more co-pays, no more deductibles, no more costs of in, in, uh, increases after you actually use the service. True. Eric, when prove your reasons and religion can't be one. <laughs> Jessica, Tail- Jessica Taylor, that's who I was talking about. Jessica, I remembered your last name. I couldn't remember your first name. I'm getting old. What can I say? Jessica Taylor. Linda Messenger, welcome aboard. And Jessica, welcome aboard as well, of course. Uh, let's see, Ken Mass. Carl Cox, only when the power of love overtakes the love of power will the world know peace and prosperity. You know something, though? Let me tell you something, Carl. Look at all the people in this room. I'm talking about even our conservatives in this room. I, I feel we, we, we have intellectual fights, but I feel the love because we're here and we're here all the time. Think about this. We can get along, right? But those guys in Washington... They're not there for neither our conservatives here or our liberals and progressives here. That's not who they're there for. So what I'm trying to do is I want us to make sure that we here are on the same wavelength. And, and, and the, the, the sphere of influence that you have is on our same wavelength. Because that is how we're going to make the change. 
our, that is not how we are going to make the change. That is how we have already started to make the change. The reason we have a squad now and a growing squad, as you'd hear from Yvette Simpson, is because we are starting to go beyond the indoctrination. That is what we're talking about. Uh, let's see what else we got here before I go to the other video. So does the mandates go for everyone, even people trying to migrate here too? Look, the mandate goes, we want everybody vaccinated, period, punto final. Don't try to bring externalities about people crossing the border without papers. That's a completely different scenario that has a whole lot of other rules and laws that has to apply because they are not subjects of the United States, okay? There, there, it, there's international laws that cover all that kind of stuff. We can't bring people in here and do certain things to them without their... There's a whole lot of different things you have to think of there. Carl Cox. Greed, ignorance, corruption is killing, destroying America. True. Uh, Bridge MCP. Yes, people come in, must be vaccinated as well. Uh, George Carlin says, the rich try to divide the rest of the people. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the effing money. And guess what? If you read my book, uh, as I see it, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, in the last chapter, I love, I love him so much. I'm talking about uh, George Carlin. In the conclusion, whoops, where is the camera? In the conclusion of my book, I have... George Carlin, one of my favorite comedians, taped a special called Life is Worth Losing. And that, that particular quote that you're talking about, that is right here in, that, in the book. I copied that particular speech. Actually, that's just a small part, AVQ, of what he's talking about. My book has the entire passage because it perfectly described our economic system and what and who controls it and what it is doing to people. Bridge, yes, people shout, I love my country. We say, sit down. You won't even take a vax for your community. Perfecto, perfecto, perfecto. Uh, let's see. Why did Manchin, when did Manchin say four uh, trillion? Eight months ago. Uh, let's see what it says. Tom C., you're very welcome, Egberto. Uh, thank you, my brother. Rose Williams. Uh, again, we have a, a lot of great supporters in this, in this house right now. And by the way, if you want to support, click that join button. Become a supporter. We need it. I trust we, we need, it, need it. And if you understood that I work 16 hours a day to get all this stuff done, I think you'll say, oh, my God, we need to, we need to throw this stuff to Egberto to make sure we can keep this stuff going. Anyway, Eric Hayes says, what if people are tired of you, Egberto? Should they, uh, should they shun you and degrade you as a person? Yes. If somebody is tired of me, the good thing about it is they just don't come to the program. And not only do they don't come to the program, I wouldn't get any support. I Look, my, I, I have a calling, and that is what I'm using right now. My calling is to make a difference in the country. My calling is not to ridicule or anything. And making a difference eventually is tough love. And that tough love is to tell the unvaccinated that you are kidding. That is the truth. The truth is the reason we are going to get, likely get a mutation of the virus in this is instead of extinguishing the virus, we have a lot of people listening to false information and causing the deaths of many of us. Let's be clear. That's a fact. All right, let's continue here. Rose Williams, how can you be a patriot and not do whatever you can to protect yourself and others? Exactly. Eric case, people are scared of the government, period. Uh, don't trust it, period. I don't care if they're scared of the government. Again, 
They can be scared of the government, but don't be blind to what's happening. The, in the, the, the reason why women with cancer cannot get service right now at the hospital is that the emergency rooms are so filled up with the unvaccinated people that they're having to shut down doing all other services at the hospital. Unvaccinated people, you're killing people. Your cause, even a senator didn't go to her hospital. She just got diagnosed with breast cancer. She didn't go to get her yearly mammogram because how packed the hospitals were with unvaccinated people that should not have been there. What else can you say? We are tired of them killing us. We are tired of them killing us. That's a fact. All right, Peggy Lopez says, British researchers found that the heart has found uh, clearly defined chambers in the eighth week of pregnancy, but does not have fully organized muscle tissues to beat. Thank you. You need herd Im- immunity, right, for COVID. Go away, people that are vaccinated are getting it and dying too. Wrong. My sister, uh, a, a sister of mine got it after, uh, in other words, got a breakthrough because, again, she's a doctor and one of you unvaccinated people probably gave it to her. And she made it just fine. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, But if she wasn't, there's a good possibility she would have been dead. You are 10 times more likely to be hospitalized if you're unvaccinated. I read that today. You're 11 times more likely to die if you're unvaccinated. This is a huge burden for our country. Yes, it is. Not to speak about an expense from the people that like to call themselves uh, fiscally conservative. Egberta, since when does the United States care about international law? I wish we did. The very true AVQ. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Climate chaos risk and economic costs have been underestimated. I agree. All right. Egberto, I'm limited to 200 characters in YouTube. I'll put the whole thing, but it wouldn't fit. I hear you, brother. I hear you. Peggy Lopez, the individual must sometimes place the welfare of his fellow ahead of his own uncontrolled desires. Were the individual uh, to yield nothing to the common welfare, there would be no... That's what society is all about. Society is about giving up some of our freedom so that the totality of our existence in a comfort and in a secure manner it's that simple it's not that we want to take your freedom away if your freedom is killing people then you are trying to take others freedom away you have no love if you treat humans a human inhumane exactly eric hayes and not taking a vaccine is treating our humanity in an inhumane fashion because what you're doing is murdering your fellow man so you are correct You have no love if you treat a human inhumanely. You're correct. And you know what the people that are unvaccinated are doing? They're treating their brothers and sisters inhumanely because they are potentially transmitting a virus to them that that could possibly kill them. Welcome aboard the Salt Lakers. I had a friend of mine go, go for cancer treatment today, so not sure what you speak. Again, not every hospital, but a lot of hospitals. Go to try to get them to go right here in Kingwood a couple weeks ago. It was too damn full for you to get in. They said the, the, the emergency, things were passing you right back. By choice, unvaccinated, showing up at the emergency, give them a prescription for COVID and send them home. I think we should. Maybe we should start doing that. I've seen the right-wing bubble with variations of miscredited, uncredited meme. When the government fears the people, there is liberty. When the people fear the government, that is tyranny. It's funny because they're saying they should fear themselves. In other words, and, and that's what I, it, 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 
it 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 is what the 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 Heritage Foundation and all these people have done. They've they've tried to abstract persons from their government. The government is we the people. It is our responsibility to ensure that the government re- re- remains we the people. The Heritage Foundation, through Reagan and others, have convinced a group of people in this country that government is the enemy. They, what these people don't understand is they have weakened these people because what they've done is they've told the lower classes, government is bad, government is bad, and then the wealthy controls the government that taxes them, and then the wealthy takes all their money away from them. And it, it is, it is mind-boggling the gullibility of the people on the right. I, and to my right-wing brothers, I say that with respect and love. But it is mind-boggling that you have allowed yourself to be hoodwinked that you, that, that you have. Uh, let's see. Supreme Court rules on mandatory vaccines already was smallpox. Exactly. I won't read the rest, Bridge, but you, it's there for people to read. Eric, well, let's pray for those tomorrow for 9-11 and for those lost 14. Uh, I, I've always been, uh, I've always given them their kudos. Always, always, always. Okay, folks, um, uh, think about 37% of 8 billion persons. And expose, there you go. Anyway, people, 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 please, I'm at the half, oh, I'm way past the half of the show. Please go ahead and click that join button to become a part of our PDR Posse. If you are on YouTube, if you are on Facebook, if you are on any other platform, you can become a part of our PDR Posse on YouTube by going to politicsonright.com slash YouTube, politicsonright.com slash YouTube. You can become a part of our Patreon by clicking on politicsonright.com slash Patreon, politicsonright.com slash Patreon. We need a thousand people on YouTube and we need a thousand people on Patreon. I'm talking about a thousand uh, contributors on Patreon and a thousand contributors on YouTube. It's an expensive dollar something or whatever you want, whatever you want to do actually. Uh, and uh, PayPal, for those who just want to go ahead and say, hey, I want to kind of help you out to keep you going, all that kind of stuff, you go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Look, we have a lot of books. I've uh, written three specific uh, political books, and they are in a series. The first one, as I see it, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. The second one, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. And the third one, How to Make America Utopia, Take the economy away from those who rigged it. And yes, they rigged it. And having these three books, I guarantee you, give you all the ammunition you need to go out there and and profess our position with love. And at the same time, get people going into the right frame of mind. You're not making fools of anybody. You're just there doing what our society will not do because... They can't do it and maintain the economic system, which is a fraud at this point in time. Please go to politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books, and you can get all of our books right there. You can even get it, get it as a series if you want to. Now, if you want to find out the absolute totality of how you can support Politics and Right, go to politicsandright.com slash support. Okay. You know, everybody wants to give uh, Biden a hard time, right? Oh, Biden, this, Biden, that. And everybody said, oh, Biden's polls numbers are down. I want to, first of all, I was a Bernie supporter. But I am very satisfied with my brother Biden, who I used to consider a neoliberal. He's moved quite a bit to the left. He's still not as left as, he, as we would want him as progressives. But he's done quite a few good things that we really like. But his poll numbers are down, again. A lot of things are not going right in people's eyes. Not his fault, but 
they're not going right, so people take it out on the president. And I feel exactly the way that uh, Michael Moore feels. I want to play that for you, then we'll take it on the other side. Five years from now, that's not how you're going to remember the honeymoon. Hmm. You're just bummed in the moment. And I think that these polls out today showing him, you know, his, his approval rating going down, uh, it's only because Americans are in the midst of this chaos right now, not just the end of the war in Afghanistan, but all, all the stuff that happened in the last couple of weeks, uh, the, the hurricanes, the everything. You know, when you got a lot of bummer stuff going on, people aren't going to give happy answers to the pollster. But the honeymoon's not over. Uh, and, and in fact, I can say that uh, Joe Biden has gone up in, in my approval rating mm. in these in these first so seven months that he's been in office. Let me ask you, since you are a documentarian, do you think when history looks back on all of this, Michael, that the way we exited Afghanistan will be more of a footnote than an exclamation mm. point to Biden's legacy? Mm. That's a good way to put it. Yes, that's exactly what it'll be a footnote five months from now, mm. uh, three months from now. I think what we're going to see is, wow, how was it? that he got all those people out without one of them being killed by the Taliban, without a single plane being shot down. How did he do that? And while he was doing it, uh, increase the food stamps to all the poor of this country, cut child poverty in half. Uh, uh, so many things happened during the, this last month because we're consumed with Afghanistan. The fact that um, he eliminated college debt for all disabled Americans. So if, if you're disabled, you no longer, your college loans have been just forgiven hmm. during this time of chaos in Afghanistan. There's so many little things like that. And 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 we don't talk about them, but I, I think, you know, he should get the credit for this because um, it's, uh, he had the guts to say, no, that's the end of this. He had the guts to do it. Nobody else had the guts to do it. And, and he's a badass in that way, that he will just do what he thinks is right, and, and he will do what he thinks is the moral choice. So now, for those of us that are very progressive, we wanted that war in Afghanistan shut to hell down. Uh, Barack said he was going to do it. Never happened. In fact, they increased. Uh, he followed the generals and increased the amount of people that were there. So it turned out that he did it. When it came to the rescue package, we could not dream that he would have let go over a trillion dollars in one year for the, uh, for, for, for the rescue package. And we can go on and on and on for the things that we would not have expected out of a neoliberal. And he did it. He did it. That's why Ocasio-Cortez came out and said, yeah, he turned out much better than we are. And of course, the ultra-left went berserk that... Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez came out and said, yeah, Biden is working out pretty well so far. And with the $3.5 trillion, if that goes through uh, and uh, he pushes hard to get that through, that is nothing that we would have expected out of a neoliberal either. We would not have expected that. So, I mean, we want more. Don't get me wrong. And it's not as liberal and progressive as we would want it. There's a hell of a lot more capital that needs to come back to the middle class. Because it was stolen for decades after decades after decades. But this kind of a start from a neoliberal? I am sorry. I am very, very happy compared to how I felt 
when I felt that I had to vote for this guy that was just going to be a placeholder. I expected my vote for, for, uh, for Biden to be simply a placeholder. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of progressives that want to have my head because I say a few nice things about Biden. I mean, they, 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 uh, some of them even give me, want to have my head because I support his mandates. They want to have my head because I support um, some of the things that he's doing. But you know what? I think I'm sufficiently pragmatic to know what all of us here want and understand that until we, all of us, do the work to make more Americans vote in their interest to elect the people that are willing to do this, we have to do what we're doing. And like I said, uh, I, I think so far, so good. Left here, if we had an actual leftist in the White House and a majority in Congress, we would have already shifted the interests of government from corporate interests to people's needs. How can I not agree with that, AVQ? How can I not agree with that? All right, let's see. E2247 says, democracy is fragile and on life support. How is he going to handle the voting stuff? How is he going to handle the, 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 uh, the birth control, the, the uh, abortion thing? So far, he's handled the abortion thing better than he's handled the voting thing. We'll see. The minimum requirement infrastructure investment to properly address global warming is $1.5 trillion. And right now, we are not there. But we got to start. We got to start and we have, a, we have an election. So the thing about us is not to completely bitch about uh, what we're only getting now. Let's get it now. Let's get the $3.5 billion and then elect folks that are going to add to that in 2022, 2024, 2026. That's what we got to do. Wrong $5 trillion, not $1.5 trillion. I did say $5 trillion, I hope. I think I said $5 trillion. Check the tape. Check the tape. Uh, college loans were already eliminated for anyone on SSD. Um, I, no, no, there's a different, there's a different one there. I don't remember the difference, but it is, uh, uh, he's correct what, what he said. Uh, we were only, we were spending $300 million a day in Afghanistan. That's $109 billion per year, over a trillion dollars in 10 years. Some seems like plenty of savings for progressive programs without raising taxes. You know, you know your numbers. Egberto, pardon, you said 1.5 trillion. Well, if I said 1.5 trillion, I was wrong. I don't mind being wrong. You corrected me. Corrected. It's 5 trillion. All right, my brothers and sisters, let's go to the third tape. Frank Schaefer, you're going to like this one. We are in a polarized society. But all polls are not the same. And polls, I don't mean P-O-L-S, but P-O-L-E-S. All polls are not the same. There are good polls, there are bad polls. The good side, the left side, is the side that has for quite some time been trying to make lives better for people by giving them equal access to success. The right side has been there to really uh, move your worth, move your value into the values of a few. It's been something that has not worked for our society. It has never worked for society. It is nothing more than a modern, modern form of the monarchy where we have several levels, but where most suffer. I want you to listen to how the right really confused a sect in this country that is now raising havoc.
and we have a repentant participant that will explain how they did what they did. Frank Schaefer, director and author of several books, including Why I Am an Atheist Who Believes in God. I just, for people who don't know who Paul Wayrick is and aren't familiar with him, let me just play him real quick. This is a very short soundbite. Let's let him, let him be heard. Now, many of our Christians have what I call the goo-goo syndrome. Good government. They want everybody to vote. I don't want everybody to vote. Elections are not won by a majority of people. And I'm the it says Weyrich, but it's Weyrich. But tell, tell us about him. Who was this guy? Who Paul Weyrich was, was a Roman Catholic activist who tried to involve evangelicals in building a right-wing coalition based on racism. He wanted to cash in on the hatred that many white evangelicals had for the U.S. government because it was questioning the tax-exempt status of all white academies that were a reaction and then they turned to the abortion issue as another piece of red meat with which to enrage their followers. Now, when we went out to pitch the quote-unquote pro-life movement, which in fact was fake family values, thinly veiled misogyny, keep women in their place movement, that's what it was. It wasn't about abortion. Weirich and others decided that they could take that energy and bring new voters to the Republican Party. Here's a point most people don't understand, Joy. When we went out, the Reverend Billy Graham, the evangelist, and Dr. Criswell, who at that time was president of the Southern Baptist Convention, pastor of First Baptist in Dallas, and president of Dallas Theological Seminary, you don't get any more conservative evangelical than that. He was pro-choice, not ambivalent, but pro-choice. Our first job as right-wing activists, and I was my dad's sidekick, and I have spent the rest of my life repenting from the fact that I did so much harm to so many people by helping to energize this anti-woman movement. It was not anti-abortion, anti-woman movement. When we went out, evangelicals were the people who wanted no part of this, and we had to talk them into this crusade. And now, fast forward 40 years, and we have a situation in Texas where the American Taliban, because that's what it is, there's not an American evangelical right-wing movement, there is an American Taliban, is weirdly similar in so many ways to the Middle Eastern Islamist terrorists. And here's another weird one. Do you know a few years ago, some of the Islamist terrorist activists in Pakistan and other countries were murdering vaccine doctors and nurses who were coming in to try to vaccinate against polio with some mythological conspiracy theories about how this was part of the U.S. government plot. Think about this tonight, Joy. The evangelical voter in Texas who backed Donald Trump is now also the voter who is calling vaccines some sort of government conspiracy and wanting to stop Joe Biden's program to deliver our country from the COVID virus. There's a weird convergence of factors here, whether it's Handmaid's Tale and taking away women's rights, or whether it's the anti-vaccine movement that has grown out of this weird fascination with conspiracy theories and misinformation, 
wherever you touch it, the evangelical movement is no longer the one that my dad and I tried to talk into radicalism and sadly were too successful in doing back in the 70s. There is no evangelical political movement. There is a new American Taliban and their goal is theocracy, which means to take our religious beliefs, which for them are Old Testament law, not Christianity, and force secular Americans, non-evangelical Americans, progressive Americans, women, people of color into that box. And this is not hyperbole. This is happening right now tonight in Texas. This is happening right now with the people dying of COVID, children dying of COVID, because pro-lifers have seen fit to stand against Joe Biden's vaccine as a way to own the lids. And their price is to be literally bioterrorists. Uh, and I'm just going to put this up before we go. I'm just going to show this photo once again. We've showed it on the show before. Remember, the anti-mask, uh, you know, sort of wing of the far right that you're seeing now, they were pro-mask at a time when it wasn't even necessary because AIDS had nothing to do with airborne viruses. But they were like, put your kid in a mask. Let's just remember who we're dealing with. And that is important to note. Uh, many are not politically savvy, so they don't understand the manipulation they don't understand the manufactured rage. They don't understand the manufactured way of thinking. And that is what, as Schaefer just points out, it was deliberate, it was intentional. I have given the point of view through the Powell Manifesto and how that was a portion of the game to convert or to make folks uh, believe they are less worthy by instituting uh, the issues for, or instituting false studies from the Heritage Foundation and all these other uh, conservative think tanks in order to create a false reality. And it continues. And it didn't, again, it didn't only happen with the Heritage Foundation. It happened with all these organizations intent and funded by you know whom to ensure that you know whom is always on top and that we, the rest are just indentured servants with some being chosen to get to the promised land to continue the mastering of you-know-whom. Absolutely so. Anyway, um, uh, Bridge, I mean, Rose Williams, you, your response to, to, um, to Eric was, was on point. When you says, are you serious? That is ridiculous. To call... To call uh, <laughs> Joe Biden, a progressive and a radical, is crazy. First of all, if he was progressive, by now we would have added, there are 13 districts in this country, 13? 13 judicial districts, federal districts. We would have just added four more people to the Supreme Court, a Supreme Court justice per district. And that's, you know, the Supreme Court has been changed in the number of people before. And given that uh, three of our justices were stolen by Donald Trump, we would have done that, right? We would have gone ahead and, by Donald Trump and Republicans, that is, we would have gone ahead and add four more to the, to the bench. That's, if, if, if he were very progressive, he would do that. If he were very progressive, he would immediately convince a cinema and mansion. He would make a deal with them. He'll say, I, I tell you what, I'll do this for your state. I'll do this for your state that will ensure your re-election. Now kill the filibuster. Let's go ahead and change the voting right laws. He would do that. You don't understand what a progressive is. And that's what I talk about when I say stop parroting what you hear on right-wing TV.
when you come to politics done right, our audience is decidedly left, but we know left and right. You can ask any one of these lefties in my audience about the right, and they will be able to tell you objectively the things that they stand for. Unfortunately, the right to make us look uh, like uh, you don't support us, they have to make a caricature out of us. Because if you learned what we believed in, you could not possibly be on the right. And that is why they make a caricature out of the left. Because anybody who anybody who listens to the policies of the left as they really are, it's impossible for you to look at your family. It is impossible for you to look at your friends. It is impossible to look at the ones you love and say, I would prefer giving you policies on the right over policies on the left. Because you'd be saying, I think less of you, so I give you policies on the right. So, I mean, let, let's be clear here. Uh, uh, she is absolutely right. Rose Williams is absolutely right. Linda Joe Kessinger says, Biden is a radical, is laughable. He's been centrist his entire political career. He's, however, empathetic and does lean more toward progressives than expected. And the reason why is that, you know what brought him here? Progressives. We were the Delta. We were the Delta. It's funny. Uh, we are the ones who made that difference. And had we not shown up, but you know, we promised the people on the left, it's going to make a difference this time. We are going to we're going to rein in the neoliberals. It's going to make a difference this time. Roberto says perfectly, said Egberto. Muchas gracias, hermano mío. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Bree says good interview. Uh, Lin Linda Jo Kensinger from the other one says anti-abortion laws have never been pro-life but rather pro-oppression of females exactly the real pro-life movement has to do with include vaccine and pro-mass and it's funny because when we're talking about AIDS they were happy very happy to say we want mass KC gives beautifully said thank you love you KC and welcome also to PDR uh, to the PDR Posse. Anyway, folks, uh, we are going to be getting out of here pretty soon. Rose Williams says, if we get voting rights, then we can leverage for getting money out of politics. These are the linchpin issues to move us forward. And you know what, Rose? We have to work hard no matter what happens in 2022. We have to bust our butts. We have to get savvy. We have to get strapping because that's, that's how, that's how the, the right won. The right won not by uh, somehow being so great. They won with their persistence. They, they won by starting out with the school board. They won by starting out with the, the water board. They won by taking over all these little entities and building themselves up to then take over the local, their, their, their state legislatures. That's why we have re democratic states with Republican legislatures. Makes no sense. But they work it. And that's what we have to start doing. Folks, if you're just joining us, please consider supporting us. Click that join button on your YouTube channel or, uh, or go ahead and support us via Patreon. We need 1,000 each, 1,000 members on each. Deborah Schwinn, welcome aboard. Uh, Patreon is at politicsandright.com slash Patreon. What did Egberta say? He seems to be frozen for me. No, I'm not frozen. I'm not frozen. I don't think I'm frozen. So please go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon to support us on Patreon. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal to support us on PayPal. Politicsandright.com 
slash YouTube to support the PDR Posse on YouTube. Or please go to politicsandright.com slash support for the 10 or 20 different ways that you can support us to get to keep doing the job. You can get all our t-shirts and hats and books and all of that at politicsandright.com slash store. If you buy the books at politicsandright.com.stores, I'll go ahead and sign it and give you a bumper whoop, there's the camera. A bumper sticker as well. If you uh, get, but you can also get it at Amazon, and you can get it as a as a as a series at Amazon or other ways. So you can just go ahead and let's see. Uh, there you go. Politicsandright.com/books. Politicsandright.com/books. That takes you to the one at Amazon. Look, guys, I know you could be anywhere. So I thank you for being here. What I want to beg of you: share, share, and share, please. I know some of you may not want some of your folks to see what you're watching or that. So please don't don't go there, please. Let's change America. Please share. Please share. Linda Joe Kessinger says the right throws around words without knowing their meanings to scare their followers, using progressive and liberal as an insult and totally misusing the words socialist, Marxist, and communist. And that's why I lean into those words and I don't run from it. I don't run from attacking our economic system. I don't run from that because I want us to be all aware so that what you've just said, Linda Joe Kessinger, isn't the reality. Uh, May would say, yeah, I think it's just buffering my lousy Wi-Fi, not you, Egberto. Great, 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 great. All right, I got to get out of here. Look, folks, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.